Wickedness is real. Oppression is real. But more real is our victory. For this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. God has commissioned Bishop David Oyedeko to preach the word of faith, liberating men everywhere from all oppressions of the devil. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to rule in the midst of your enemies and subdue them under your feet. Now, Bishop David Oyedeko. Guard thy sword upon thy tie, O most mighty, and in thy majesty ride on prosperously because of truth. So we ride in majesty, we ride in prosperity by the truth. That's why I know God is about giving you your long awaited turn around. Ride prosperously and in majesty because of truth. He said, Guard thy sword upon thy thigh, the word of God, the sword of the Spirit. Do warfare with the word of God. And you ride prosperously and in majesty. Do warfare with the word of God. Confront the battles of life by walking in the word of God. Walking in the word of God into victory, into triumph, into majesty. That was a prophecy about Christ. Ride prosperously and in majesty because of truth. Guard thy sword upon thy thigh, O most mighty. When you walk in the truth, you become valiant in battle. When you are prayed by the word of God, you become valiant in battle. Ride prosperously and in majesty because of truth. Do warfare with the word of God. Confront the challenges of life with the word of life. And you will emerge prosperous. You will emerge majestic in your journey. Guard thy sword upon thy thigh, O most mighty. And in thy majesty, ride prosperously. Right, prosperously, because of truth, because of truth, because of truth. A follow-up on our very exciting meeting of yesterday, I'll be teaching this morning on winning the war of life. Winning the war of life. Life is a battlefield. Man's adventure on earth is essentially a warfare. Therefore, warfare is a reality, both to the saints and the sinners. Warfare is a reality. You either register as a fighter or you die a loser. 
Hello? Life is a battlefield. Our adventure on earth is essentially a warfare. You are either a fighter or a loser. Warfare is a reality both to the saints and the sinners. While one is struggling for survival, the other one has a guarantee of triumph. It is survival of the fittest on the other side, but in the kingdom, it is the survivor. It is the triumph of faith. Amen? In this world, outside Christ, it is the survivor of the fittest. But in the kingdom of God to which you belong, it is the triumph of faith. I'd like you to understand this. Even in heaven, in the seat of God, there was war. The Bible said, and there was war in heaven. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 7 beginning. There was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought and his angels, but prevailed not. So there was war. And the same fighter in heaven has been cast down to the earth. And he has vowed to maintain his campaign against the remnant of the seed of that woman who keep the commandments of God according to Revelation 12 verse 17. So everyone engages in this battle knowingly or unknowingly. So life does not give you what you deserve. Life gives you what you demand. Not what you deserve. But what life does not offer you what you deserve. Life offers you what you demand. Winning the war of life. Life does not offer you what you deserve. Life offers you what you demand. Life is a battlefield. The adventure of man on earth is essentially a warfare. Warfare is a reality both to the saints and the sinners. The sinners struggle to survive. The saint strives to get at the truth. It is survival of the fittest for the sinners. It is a triumph of faith for the saints. This understanding is so crucial. Otherwise, you can keep waiting till all eternity without a change in your life. Life is essentially a battlefield. I'll read a few scriptures to buttress this fact. Isaiah chapter 43. Well, you carry a very big name on your head. A winner. A winner only emerges after a conflict. Isn't it? It is a contest that bats a winner. There is a conflict before a winner can emerge. So the fact that you are a winner 
already suggests that you are a fighter. Otherwise, you are only wearing a title. It's only a fighter who emerges a winner. It's not a sitter. It's not a writer. It's a fighter. Come as a fighter. It's not a preacher who emerges a winner. It is a fighter. Come as a fighter. It's not an ordained minister who emerged a winner. It's an ordained fighter. Come as an ordained fighter. It's not an ordained worker who becomes a winner. It is an ordained what? Fighter. Now, the people who clean the football pitch before the match, have you ever heard the name of any of them? It's a worker, it's not a fighter. So he mows the lawns, he tidies up the marks, and he works there morning and night. There's also a general manager, sports council, he's not a fighter. So there is no way you can win a gold medal. No way. You are either a fighter or you remain a loser. I'd like you to understand this very important. Life is a battlefield. As a matter of fact, the day you were born again, you were born into the sphere of warfare. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh. So it's born to confront obstacles and barriers. The earlier he recognizes that, the better for him. But there is light coming from heaven this morning that is going to make you a sweatless overcomer. You are going to emerge more than a conqueror. Isaiah 43, verse 1 and 2. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. Now look, I have redeemed thee. I have called thee, you are mine. That should be enough a covering against the, against the battle. But see what he said in verse 2. When thou passest through the waters... I have redeemed thee, you are mine, but we pass through the waters. Not if thou passes, when thou passes through the waters. When? I have redeemed thee, I've called you, you are my own. But when thou passes through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be born, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for thee. Since thou was precious in my sight. Now you see, you are precious to me but that does not excuse you from the battles of life. Don't look at me and say, wonder where is God? I am where I am. I have told you my program. You pass through the waters and through the river. You pass through the fire, but I guarantee you, you will come out. <laughs> you say, look, 
The battle is a reality, but the remedy is also an eternal guarantee. Stop crying when you are confronted. Stop shedding tears when you notice barriers on your way. Because he said, when thou passest through, come and say, I'm going through. He said, I guarantee you, you will go through because I will be with you. So stop crying as if I have become irresponsible, as if I've lost my power. I'm still in charge. Just understand the rules of the game. Get acquainted with the tactics of the battle. And you will go through. That's what he said. He said, you are precious to me. But this is what it is. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 13. Winning the war of life. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren... This is Paul writing. He's just saying, finally, fellow Christians. Finally what? <laughs> finally, fellow Christians. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. And put on the whole armor of God. That means be battle ready. Be battle ready. Put on the whole armor of God. Finally, fellow Christians, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. And put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wise of the devil. For we wrestle. <laughs> it's a conflict. We wrestle. Not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, we wrestle. That is present perfect tense. We wrestle. It's an ongoing war. It's not a war that was. For we wrestle. Not against flesh and blood. We wrestle against spiritual obstacles, spiritual oppositions. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. Don't get ready. Live ready. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And have done all to stand. Very important. Life is a battlefield. Our adventure on earth is essentially a warfare. Warfare is a reality, both to the saints and the sinners, to the redeemed and the unregenerated. It's a, I've redeemed you, but you pass through fire, you pass through water, you pass through the river, but I guarantee you, you will pass through. That young couple that came up here had 600,000 that was snatched from him and was finished. But see how God has decorated him back. He has passed through. No matter where you are today, you are passing through. 
I said you are passing through. Second Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5. Verse 3 to 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not what? War after the flesh. So we are warring. We are fighting. We are in a fight. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. <laughs> so, the knowledge of God is our stronghold in warfare. Those who do know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do exploits. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. John 8, 32. And he said, and my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 13. So you become a captive instead of a conqueror when you lack the appropriate knowledge for the battle that you are confronted with. Very important. And by knowledge shall my righteous one be delivered. Proverbs chapter 9. By knowledge. So the knowledge of the truth is our stronghold in battle. The knowledge of the truth is our stronghold in battle. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 9. And hypocrite with his mouth destroyeth his neighbor, but through knowledge shall the just be delivered. Chapter 11 of Proverbs and verse 9. Through knowledge shall the just be delivered. My people are destroyed in battle for lack of knowledge. Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6. So the knowledge of the truth is your guarantee for triumph. In the battles of life. The knowledge of the truth. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of the anointed one. Christ. Christ is the anointed one. And because Christ is the word of God, Christ is the anointed word. Bringing every thought to the obedience of the anointed word. Every thought. And having in the readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience to the anointed word is fulfilled. 
Paul said, finally, fellow Christians, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might and put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the devices of the devil. For we wrestle. It's an ongoing fight. There's a battle over your destiny continuously. You need to be fully armed with the revelation knowledge of the truth and the application of the same. So you can ride on prosperously and in majesty by the truth. This is very important. Second Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. Second Corinthians 2, 14. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and make it manifest the savour of his knowledge by us in every place. Thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and makes known by us the savour, the aroma of his knowledge in every place. We set up a steer by our triumph and people desire to know who is this God. Thanks be unto God which always causes us to triumph. That means we are always constantly being confronted by barriers and obstacles. But the knowledge of the truth guarantees our triumph. It causes us to triumph always and in every place. This will help you. We have the picture of the seven churches in prophecy. That the seven types of churches. That is the battles that Christians must have to prepare themselves against if they must make it through to the end. But much more importantly, you find out that in the serving churches there is provision for triumph him that overcometh to him that overcometh to him that overcometh so heaven that we are going is the resting place of overcomers you are not just an earthly dweller if you live just like an earthly dweller you will die in the pit forgotten in hell it is a battlefield and only fighters end up as overcomers. You will end up an overcomer. Yeah. Revelation chapter 2 verse 7. I'd like you to read that with me. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Are you there? Revelation 2 and verse 7. Are you there? Let's read now together. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to it of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. To him that overcometh. I don't care what the level of battle is. There is adequate provision for you to overcome. And I'm going to only reckon with those who overcome. I'm not going to reckon with those who make explanations. I will reckon with only those who overcome. 
your explanation will not be enough qualifier to find your way there. God will only reckon with overcomers. Let me hear you say, I must overcome. I don't have a choice in this matter. Verse 11. Chapter 2, verse 11, Revelation. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Come on, let's read the next thing now. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. He that overcometh. Let's look at verse 17. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Come on, let's read now. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saving the he that receiveth. I'm going to make him peculiar. Him that overcometh will earn himself a stone with a name written that only him can know. So that when I call him, only him will know is the one I'm calling. I will give him a coded name. He will have a special link with me. When I'm talking to him, nobody else will have an idea of what I'm saying. He will become my confidant. He that overcometh. Come and say, I must overcome. Say it loud, I must overcome. Now we read in verse 26. Verse 26. And he that overcometh, come on, let's read now. And he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. He that overcometh, to him will I give power over the nations. Chapter 3, verse 5. Revelation 3, 5. Now let's read together. He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. He that overcometh, he that overcometh. Verse 12 of chapter 3. Now let's read together. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. Can I hear your amen? amen. Finally, verse 21. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. Him that overcometh, not him that weepeth, not him that sheddeth tears, him that overcometh, not him that is making explanations, him that overcometh, not him that is groaning at a scatter, him that overcometh. What does that mean? It means there is adequate provision for every battle-ready saint to overcome. There is what? Adequate provision for every battle-ready saint to
to overcome. There is adequate provision for every battle-ready saint to overcome. There is adequate provision for you to overcome that barrier that is jarring you in the face. There is adequate provision for you to overcome it. And before this month is over, God is going to set a, a seed of victory and overcome a seed upon your forehead. Yeah. Winning the war of life. He has taught my hands to war and my fingers to fight. We read from Psalm 144 in our call to worship and I want you to know that it is your warfare consciousness that guarantees the fulfillment of your destiny. You can't watch it. You have to war against the obstacles. You can't wait that someday it will happen. That thing that has vowed to keep reigning over your life is time to rise up and bring it down by force. It's time to rise up and bring it down by force. In Psalm 144, Blessed be the Lord my strength, which teacheth my hands to war and my fingers to fight. My goodness and my fortress, my high tower and my deliverer, my shade and he in whom I trust, who subdueth my people under me. And verse 12 said, That our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth. I have to learn how to fight so that our sons can become like plants grown up in their youth that our daughters may be as cornerstones polished after the similitude of a palace that our garners may be full afforded all manner of store that's it that you fight your way into breakthrough that means until you break it you can't go through you fight your way onto breakthrough it's so crucial See all that happened because the Lord taught his hands to war and his fingers to fight. Then supernatural breakthrough came as an aftermath. That our garners may be full affording all manner of store, that our sheep may bring forth thousands and ten thousand in our streets, that our oxen may be strong to labor, that there be no breaking in or going out, that there be no complaining in our streets. Happy is that people that cares to learn how to fight. Happy is that people whose God is the Lord. You need that fighting anointing. And I release it upon you this morning in the name of Jesus. He learned it so he could break forth into he could release the, the, the colorful destiny of his generation. Chapter 18 of Psalms. The book of Psalms, chapter 18. 
We have it here painted very colorfully. Chapter 18, verse 28, beginning. Psalm 18 and verse 28. For thou will light my candle. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. For by thee I have run through a troop. And by my God I have leaped over a wall. As for God, this way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He's a buckler to all that trust in him. For who is God save the Lord and who is a rock save our God? It is God that guarded me with strength and maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hands feet and setteth me upon my high places. Verse 34 together, come on, let's read. He teacheth my hands to war so that a bow of steel is broken by my arms. He teacheth my hands to war so I can break a bar of steel by my hand. I can walk through any barrier. I pick the steel and break them and walk through. He teaches my hands to war my fingers to fight. <laughs> now look at what he said here. Later in that verse. He said, thou, verse 43, thou hast delivered me from the strivings of the people. Thou hast made me the head of the heathen, all the occultic forces, witches and witchcraft, a people whom I have not known will serve me. Now verse 44 together. Come on, let's read. As soon as they hear of me, they shall obey me. The strangers shall submit themselves unto me. Verse 45, the strangers shall fade away and be afraid. As soon as they hear, when they hear, they bow. As soon as they hear, as soon as they hear, not as soon as you cry. When you are coming, they are already shivering. Hey, have you come to the show before the time? As soon as they hear, receive that anointing for battle this morning in the name of Jesus. He teacheth my hands to war so that a bar of steel is broken by my arms. I just break it and walk through. He teacheth my hands to war and my fingers to fight. I can break a bar of steel by my arms. He trained me up in warfare. This is very important. I said yesterday in that impartation service that intelligence is the backbone of every army. Come and say intelligence. You have certain information that you trade for your triumph. You have certain clues that only you have and you know how to place them to win the war. And this book is the bank of divine intelligence. 
There is nowhere you can know the strength of your enemy except from this book. This book is what exposes the strength of your enemy and how to deal with them. You know what the psalmist said? Thou through thy commandments have made me wiser than my enemies for they are ever with me. My enemies are always there but I'm smarter than them. You have made me wiser. You made me wiser. I have access to divine intelligence through your commandments so I could deal with my enemies. The knowledge of the truth is our stronghold for victory. Thou through thy commandments has made me wiser than my enemies. They are always there but I live as if they are dead because you have made me smarter than them. You have exposed the weakness of my enemy. You have shown me the way out. This is very important. Paul the Apostle was saying, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life we are unto Jacob. What is it that makes the fight of faith a good fight? If it's a fight of faith, the victory is sure. Can I hear you say amen? amen? Now because the word of God says, Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. First John 5, 4 And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So the fight of faith is a good fight. Because the victory is guaranteed. How? Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith, we are with. You'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the devil. Why is the fight of faith a good fight? The shield of faith is able to quench all the fiery darts of the devil. Why is the fight of faith a good fight? Faith will always have it the way it wants it. And it shall have whatsoever it says. If you shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed and be cast into the sea. Mark eleven twenty three, And shall not doubt in your heart, But shall believe that those things which you say shall come to pass, You shall have whatsoever you say. Why is the fight of faith a good fight? Faith always ascertains the end from the beginning. It is be it to you according to your faith. Matthew 9:29. Be it to you according to your faith. So faith determines the end from the beginning. That's why the fight of faith is defined as a good fight. It's not a bad fight. It's a good fight. If it's a fight of faith, the victory is sure. For this is the victory. This is the guarantee for your victory on earth. 
even your faith. That's what it says. It says, fight the good fight of faith. So you can lay hold on what eternal life holds in stock for you. So to lay hold on what eternal life holds in stock for you, you have to fight the good fight of faith. So as to clear off the opposition on your way and you can lay hold on what belongs to you. It's so important. The fight of faith. First Timothy 6, 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. We are unto ye are called. Ye are called to fight your way through to your inheritance. It's a call upon your life that your inheritance will never be dropped on your laps. You have to fight your way through to them. And it's not just a fight of shout, a fight of tears, but a fight of faith. That's why you need to arm yourself with the word of life. So you can ward off all satanic oppositions against your destiny. Listen to this. The word of God is the sword of the spirit. And faith is the shield in battle. So both the offensive and the defensive all come out of one source. The word of God is the offensive and faith is the defensive. I strike you but you can't strike back. I clear you but you can't reach me. That's what it is. The fight of faith is your only guarantee for breakthrough in life. That's why the Bible says, Woe unto them that at ease in Zion. They see that I know someday it will happen. You can't sit down waiting. That someday the devil will be tired. He has vowed not to be tired. Very important, God's people. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, faith comes by the word for my defense. And the word is available to me for my offense. So I can strike and I can shield myself as I do it. You understand what I'm saying? I want to see many great preachers who get attacked by Satan, struck with sickness and disease because the shield is not there. They are only striking without a shield. A man has torn his Bible before and was eating it in the public. He was striking without a shield. Very important. That's why the fight of faith is a good fight. It is both your offensive and your defensive weapon. You can have it the way you want it. That's why the fight of faith is a good fight. I read this yesterday and I'm sure it's very relevant now. In Deuteronomy chapter 2 and verse 24, he said, Deuteronomy chapter 2 and verse 24. 
Rise ye up. Come and say, I'm going to rise up. Take your journey. Come and say, I will take my journey. And pass over the river Anon. Come and say, I'm passing over this river. <laughs> now you see, there is a river between them and what God has given them. Pass over this river. Rise ye up. Stop sleeping. Stop waiting. Stop wishing that someday it will open up. Rise here. Take your journey. And pass over the river Anon. Behold, I have given unto you into thy hand Sihon the Amorite, king of Hishbon, and his land. Begin to possess it and contend with him in battle. Begin, I have given you, but you have to rise up. You have to undertake the task. Take your journey. Pass over this river, Anon. Behold, I have given you. See on the Amorite, king of Hishbon, and his land, begin to possess it and contend with him in battle. Come and say, I'm going to begin. Now the battle line is drawn. Don't watch the enemy molest your destiny. Don't watch the enemy turn you into a stench. He said, begin. Come and say, we begin. You have waited for that war to collapse on its own. God said, begin. Begin to possess it. Rise ye up. Say, no. I refuse. I refuse to give him. This is not my hand. My journey is not ending here. I'm taking up my journey again. I'm not ending here. Satan, you are too small to make me think my journey has ended. No. I'm taking my journey up afresh. God's purpose for my life will not be disannulled. I am dangerously committed to rout you out of my inheritance. I must possess my possession. Can I hear your amen? You need that fighting spirit to fulfill your destiny in Christ. Winning the war of life. Rise you up. Take your journey. Pass over this river, Anon. Behold, I have given into thy hands Sihon, the Amorite, king of Hishbon, and his land. Begin. Stop waiting. Begin. Begin to possess it and contend with him in battle. Begin to possess it. Winning the war of life. And I heard him say, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violent and only the violent take it by force. I decree anointing for divine violence. To come upon you now. Matthew 11 verse 12. And from the day of John the Baptist, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and only the violent take it by force. Put your hand on your forehead. Receive the anointing for divine violence now. 
receive that anointing for divine intelligence now in the name of Jesus he that overcometh I will grant to sit with me on my throne even as I overcame and I sat on my father's throne no matter how anointed Satan came to Jesus it will come to anybody else he said, the prince of this world came to me and has nothing in me. They didn't read in your Bible, then Satan take him. Can't you imagine? He take him to a high mountain and said, fall down from here. Then took him to the pinnacle of the, of the temple and showed him everything and said, bow to me. He, he was telling Jesus, bow to me. <laughs> Earlier on he said, you are the son of God. But he told him, bow to me. If you are the son of God, he knew you were the son of God. Fall down here. And he still told the son of God, bow to me. Can you imagine? If he could tell the son of God, bow to me, he would tell anybody else. Can I hear say, Satan, I refuse to bow to you. I want you to pray a violent prayer against every attempt of the devil to make you bow to him. Satan, I refuse to bow to you. I refuse to bow to you. Sickness, I refuse to bow to you. Failure, I refuse to bow to you. Oh, I refuse to bow to you. In the name of Jesus, I refuse to bow to you. In the name of Jesus, I refuse to bow to you. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Something is happening in your life this week. The host of Egypt that you see today, you see them no more again forever. Hear what he says. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Come on, look at that obstacle and say you are common. God says you are common. I refuse to recognize you are special. Let God be true. And all situations be liars. God says you are common. I refuse to reckon with you are special. You see, there hath no temptation taking you but such as is common to man. Because you call them special, that's why they stood specially against you. Come on. Pastor Ndubusi was reminding me that he was in that meeting in Jaws when the woman without a womb was giving her testimony. The woman had no womb. That is, there was nowhere a child would stay. So the hope of having a child is gone. And when I was privileged to meet with this woman, I said to her, every manufacturer maintains a spare parts store. If God is the sole manufacturer of man, then God is wise enough to maintain a huge spare parts store. Because he knows there is a thief 
who steals eyes, who steals hands, who steals legs, who steals what you can't get to buy in the market. And he said, the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I've come to replace whatever the thief has stolen and to replace them in their perfect state. I said, do you believe that? I said, yes. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ, receive that that is missing. I command it to be replaced and in nine months time, bring forth according to your desire. Nine months time, bouncing baby boy, big and fat, came out. Intelligence. That's God just showing where the devil was hiding. He said, I've stolen your womb. Where will you get a child? God said, whatever he has stolen, I'm committed to replace. And God replaced it. Can I hear your amen? Yeah. There is no battle confronting you today but such as is common to man. Somebody was going to commit suicide the other time, came out now with the wife today. There is no battle confronting you today, but such as is common to man. He said, but God is faithful. That means you can count on his faithfulness to see you through. God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. God is faithful. You are able. And with the same temptation, it will provide a way of escape that you may be able to deal with it. <laughs> Listen. It is common. God is faithful. I am able and I can deal with it. That is the mentality of an overcomer. That is the overcomer's mentality. This is common. God is faithful. It is not beyond me. I can deal with it. This is common. Others have overcome greater things than this. God will not set an exam for me outside the class to which I belong. This is common. God is faithful. I am able. And by my God, I can deal with it. There is a way out. I can deal with it. He said, There hath no temptation come your way, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted beyond that which you are able. And in the same temptation, we provide a way of escape that you may be able to deal with it. So there is a way out. It is common. God is faithful. You are able. There is a way out. You can deal with it. With this mentality, you are set to deal with that obstacle. Now listen. You can determine that that barrier will not survive this month. You are the one to determine. You are the one to determine. It is common. God is faithful. I am able. There is a way out. I can deal with it. And therefore I'm dealing with this one this time. And in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm going through. Whatever is turning your way. You are going through it this month. Can I hear your loud amen? 
I say you are going through it this month. I say you are going through it this month. I say you are going through it this month. I say you are going through it this month. He has taught my hands to war so that a bar of steel is broken by my arm. I break it up as it were ordinary wood, dry wood. Break it because of the kind of training he has given me. So as you train in the truth, you are preparing the ground for your triumph. God showed me amazing life as I studied the life of Smith Wigglesworth. He showed me the littleness of the devil. God granted him access to divine intelligence in recognizing the littleness of the devil. That came to me and provided a platform for my sweatless trial in dealing with de demonic strongholds. Train up! Reach out for books, reach out for tapes, and train up! Train up! Train up! You don't get trashed out. Train up! So you don't get thrown out. Train up! So you don't lose your inheritance to carelessness. Train up! So you don't lose your inheritance to religiosity. Train up! He that overcometh, he that overcometh, he that overcometh. That means some must overcome. And I choose to be one of them that must overcome. He said it becomes that some must enter. So I decide to be one of them that must enter. I must enter into my place of rest round about in my lifetime. There must be no question mark remaining on my destiny in Christ. I am going to fight my way through until my full color is restored all round. That is what it takes. Winning the war of life. So get back to the war. People have thought religiously that when you cry and you roll on the floor, then you win. That's not true. That's not true. There was a little city and a poor wise man in that city who through his wisdom delivered the city. Then said I, wisdom is better than strength. Then I said, wisdom is better than weapons of war. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 14 to 18. Wisdom is better than strength. Wisdom is better than weapons of war. Wisdom is better than strength. Wisdom is better than weapons of war. Which of you going to battle does not sit down first and count whether he has enough to meet the opposition or yet he will start begging him when the battle is near. So you prepare yourself for battle. Come and say prepare. Luke 14, 28 to 31. Every king prepares himself for battle. So you prepare yourself in the word of God to confront the challenges that are out to stop you. He said, arise, shine, for thy light is come. Put your right hand on your chest. I decree right now divine engracement for versatility in battle. Receive it now in the name of Jesus. 
every beggarly attitude to securing your destiny I command them crushed in the name of Jesus receive that anointing for battle now in Jesus precious name you know something this is a winning army people will doubt your connection if you are not winning this is a winning army people will think you are fake if you are not winning we are not called winners by accolade it was a prophetic release back in 1981 the winning faith is the acting faith so go and act on the things you have heard don't watch that battle to give up by itself go and force it to bow both plans have no value without both steps that battle is an overcomable battle so go and fight it come and say I'm going to fight it say Lord I'm going to fight it Satan must not have a foothold in your environment I am going to fight it Satan I refuse you a foothold in my environment I refuse you a mark on my destiny I refuse you a point in this battle the prince of this world came to Jesus and had no point in him he had no part with him Satan you have no more part with my destiny you have no more part I refuse to bow to sickness I refuse to bow to disease I refuse to bow to failure I refuse to bow to frustrations I refuse to bow because I'm of God and I've overcome them greater is it than he that is in the world I refuse to bow and if you refuse to bow you will not bow those boys say we will not bow to you and God say I will see to it that you don't bow you are coming out triumphant this is your week of victory. Can I hear your loud amen? Somebody is being helped to come to church today. Before this year is over, you are helping others to get here. Somebody pays your way to come here today. Before this year is over, you are bringing some people in your own vehicle down here. Remember, this is your year of dominion. No matter what is happening around you today, you are ending this year as a candidate of dominion that cannot be denied in the name of Jesus. We've seen dramatic turnarounds. Your own is the next on the line. Listen to this. This is an overcomer's company. You will not be the odd person out in the name of Jesus. This is the winner's family. The winning grace that causes this commission to keep winning is your portion from this hour. In the name of Jesus Christ. We are going to receive a prophetic release before we go. And I'd like you to remove your shoes in a moment. 
He has made my feet like hands feet. And he has made me to walk upon my high places. You are not walking in low places anymore. Made your feet like hands feet. And he's made you to walk upon your high places. He has enlarged the step under your feet. So you can't slip into a pit. That same overcoming anointing that upon this commission goes with you today. This is not just a grant. This is a breakthrough grant. This is not just a grant. This is a breakthrough grant. Just as you are seated, I'd like you to begin to prophesy the breakthrough of this house over your life. Just as you are in your seated winning position, begin to prophesy. Begin to prophesy the winning grace of this house over your life. Begin to prophesy the winning grace of this house over your life. This is the winning family. I'm a member of this house. I tap into the winning anointing of this house now. I tap into the winning anointing of this house today. Begin to proclaim it over your life. I tap into the breakthrough anointing of this house today. This is a winning ground. This is a breakthrough ground. I tap into the breakthrough anointing of this house now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We sat here on a ground that used to belong to Satan. But as we stepped here, Satan stepped out. As you carry this, your feet out. Every devil steps out for you. Wherever this sole of your feet shall tread upon, it has been given unto you. This is serious. As you get to your various offices tomorrow, get off your shoes and put your feet there. You get to your shop, get off your shoes and put your feet there. The breakthrough of this house will begin to speak every hour in your place. In the name of Jesus. Hold it. Now listen, God's people. The Bible says whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Listen, we are going to show the devil this time that God has given us charge at last. God has given you charge at last. <laughs> Satan, I'm coming. God has given me charge at last. As you step into your offices, everything that is standing against you bows to you on this spot. In the name of Jesus. The breakthrough anointing of this house goes home with you now. It's not you that came into this service that's returning home right now. 
Therefore, whatever you have declared with your mouth, you will hold in your hand this week. Every battle you confront, I decree your conquest. This week is declared a failure-proof week for you. This week is declared a failure-proof week for you. In the name of Jesus, so shall it be. In Jesus' name, every member of this family is going to carry a seal of breakthrough on his forehead. Where you are today, notwithstanding, your place tomorrow is guaranteed in the name of Jesus. People mock you today, they will join to envy you tomorrow. People wonder if you will ever make it, they will come to celebrate your breakthroughs with you. Everyone that is established here breaks through. Because we are established here, you are breaking through this time. So shall it be in the name of Jesus Christ. This is declared a week of possibilities for you. Every door you knock on will open to you with dignity. Good news on your telephones. Good news in your offices. Good news in your marketplaces. Good news in your going out. Good news in your coming in. In the name of Jesus. Everyone called barren. This is your breakthrough week. Every marital destiny has been being withheld and trampled by the devil. This is your week of breakthrough. Every jobless man and woman, this is your breakthrough week for miracle jobs. In the name of Jesus, go in peace. The breakthrough anointing of this house rests upon you forever. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Bishop David Oyedepo has just placed in your hands the key to all-round victory, exploits, success, and unquestionable dominion over all life's challenges. The end has come to all your struggles in Jesus' name. Please share your testimony with us. Write Bishop David Oyedepo, PMB 21688 Ikeja, Lagos, Nigeria, or call 774-7546-774-7547-774-7548 or send your testimony through email bishop at winnerscanaanland.org and best of all come hear the man of God live as you worship with us at Faith Tabernacle Canaan Land Kilometer 10 Idiroko Road Otter on Thursdays 5pm to 7pm on Sundays, 9 a.m. to 11.30 a.m.